0: My guest this week is Sanjay Merchandani. Sanjay is the Chief Executive Officer of Commvault, a New Jersey-based data protection and data management software company focused on helping its customers in their journey with data. Since joining Commvault in February of 2019, he's propelled the company forward by further innovating its industry-recognized portfolio, introducing a new software-as-a-service offering, and completing the company's first major acquisition. Prior to joining Commvault, Sanjay was the chief executive officer of Puppet, a company that provides DevOps automation for a multi-cloud world. In this interview, Sanjay covers a variety of topics, including the company's strategic plan, which focuses on simplification, execution, and innovation. How his time as CIO of EMC prepared him for the CEO role. How data has gone from something companies only use when they absolutely need to, to being at the forefront of the business. The tech landscape in New Jersey, his take on artificial intelligence and machine learning, automation and DevOps, and a variety of other topics. Sanjay Merchandani, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Good to be here. Thanks, Peter. Uh, Sanjay, I thought we would begin. You are the chief executive officer of uh, Commvault, and I wonder if you could take a moment for those who may be less familiar with the business, just an overview of it. Super. Um, Commvault is in the business of data,
1: helping our customers in their journey with data. We've been around for over 20 years. We specialize in products that help customers store, protect, manage, and use data. Um, this is what we do. And as customers embark upon their journey to the cloud or multi-cloud or any flavor of cloud, we help them
0: on that journey with, with data. Mm. Take a moment. I think this is really it's a such an interesting time in the life of data. The data, as everyone says or is often alluded to, is the... You know, it's the, it's the oil, uh, it's the new oil, if you will. Although there are also extensions of that. Is it crude oil or is it, you know, you need to refine <laughs> it further, obviously, in order to, to, to get the value that's necessary, um, out of the data. Um, you know, a lot of organizations are good at gathering it. Um, and the pathway of <clears throat> developing a sound data strategy in order to do something with it becomes a bit more challenging. Yes. Uh, and obviously that's where the, the value comes. Talk a little bit about what you have seen in terms of the, the practices associated
1: sure, with that. Sure, that's a great question. And 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 that's one of the reasons I'm here at Comvault, because I think what customers are, are doing with data or want to do with data is completely transposed to where it was maybe ten years ago. When I was a CIO, data was one of these things that you that was growing, that was expensive to manage, and you wanted to compress it, deduplicate it, and help it when it, it was available when you absolutely needed it. Fast forward, in the world of cloud, it's quite the opposite. When source systems are generating data that's disconnected, when when data is being disconnected from source systems and and being asked to do more, you know, with the data warehouses or or lakes, all of a sudden data, the conversations I'm having with CIOs and, and CEOs is, how can I do more with my data? So it's no longer one of these things that you hope you have for a rainy day. It's quite the opposite. It's, hey, I'm getting data from all these sources, all types of data, how can I how can I have a competitive advantage with this? So that's the world we,
0: you know, that we're in right now, and uh, I couldn't be happier. That's really given the business spirit. Exactly. Well, let's talk about the business you're in. You you joined the organization around the beginning of the year of 2019. Yeah. Uh, talk a bit about the company you found, and then I'd love to also hear how you began to evolve that, how you saw putting your fingerprints uh, on this business thereafter. Sure. after. Sure. So just by way of background, I've spent. You
1: know, the better part of 30 years in both the application side of the business and the infrastructure side of the business, and and over the past few years, it was it was something that was uh, occurring to me was that the, the the infrastructure journey with cloud in some way was kind of decided. There was not a customer that wasn't thinking about cloud native, or cloud applications, uh, cloud infrastructure, and with applications, it's either cloud native, you you have SaaS capabilities, or Kubernetes. So if, to a large part, those two directionally were solved. The big challenge or the hard problems that we, that, that needed to be solved was around data. When, Convolt, when I started talking to Commvault, it, it was super apparent to me that this was an amazing company. Great Bones had been in the business of data for 20 years, had built technology that was recognized by industry, customers, partners as being leading, continues to be leading in every quadrant of every survey. And it had a, it, you know, it was good bones, which is we had no debt, we had a lot of patents that we'd filed and continue to file, um, cash in the bank. This was a, this was a company that was just poised uh, to do great things. It's time it arrived. This was, this is where data was front and center. Um, for a couple of years, any company that's been around as long as we have, you sort of miss a turn here or there. We, you know, we were, um, we did. And when I came in, the the board wanted me to be bold. They said, "This is a company that you, you know, do something with this." And and um, and for the past year, I've been busy. It's been great. The people were. It started with the people. Um, I've been in companies where, you know, if you're the outsider. They embraced me. They said, "You know, we're ready to change. Here's what we need to do." And it was all about one thing: getting back to growth. Getting back to growth for ourselves, for our employees to be part of a growth company. For our customers whose data was growing, help them with that. Our partners wanted to grow their business with us. I heard the word growth over and over again, and that's what we focused on for the last 12-ish months, is really finding every
0: avenue and focusing ourselves in every way to really make it all about growth. That's interesting. One of the things that was intriguing, you were kind enough to uh, give me a tour of the the facility here at uh, Comvault's um, headquarters and I had a chance to meet with a number of your executives. I think the average tenure of the people that I met with was about 15 or 20 years. Right. And so, as an outsider coming into an organization with that has such a wealth of, of uh, people of great tenure. Um, as you say, there's the risk, as perhaps you you would have thought of, uh, of of being viewed as that outsider and not really kind of fully understanding this business with executives who have been living and breathing this mm-hmm. literally across multiple decades. Mm-hmm. Talk a bit about how you insert yourself in that sort of a culture, which is so deeply rooted, at right. least in as much as there are executives again of a long tenure sure. in the organization. But the reason, you know, one of the reasons, you met a lot of our
1: folks. You met Rajiv. You met Brock. You met you know you met some of the engineering leaders as we walked around. 18 years, 19 years, 20 years, 22 years. They're here because they care about Commvault. They care about what we've built, um, the freedom they have to innovate. For a company of our size, we have over 800 active patents, another 300 plus filed. That's an investment. We want them to innovate. We want them to create new things. So they're here because they want to be part of Commvault and they want to win. When I came in... Um, they embraced me. This was this was come in, help. You know, here's all what, what we have. What do we need to do? Open mind, right? It was very open, and I and I and I and every single day, I I'm thankful for that. I went on a listening tour, uh, sort of a best practice. Get out there and you know, take your notebook and go in and talk to stakeholders, whether it's our shareholders, whether it's the analyst community, whether it's our employees, our board members, our customers. Just I went out week on week on week around the world listening and came back with um more energized than than tired from from, from being on the road for ninety to one hundred and twenty days because every single constituency wanted us to win. They said you've got the best tech. Example, customers. Some some of our customers who've spent over a hundred thousand dollars with us on software, on average have been with us for nine years. Because the stuff works, because the service is something they they're happy with. They know we're sustainable as a company. We're going to stick around. We've been around 20 years. We plan to be around. We're not a fly-by-night sort of situation. We're investing in innovation. So it was all about listening, getting to understand it, and coming back with, with a plan. And the plan, I've been very vocal about it, very, you know, saying this is what we've got to go do. One is simplify. Okay, over time, every company gets a little complicated. That's the feedback I got. Hey, Can you simplify how you do business with us, whether it's employees or partners or customers? So we did that. You met Gary. Gary's been charted with making that happen. Um, Execution, just, hey, you know, say what you're going to do and then come out and do it and make it happen and so on and so forth. So its execution was, you know, getting back to growth Mm -hmm. from a sales marketing point of view. And the third was innovation. Just because you were in the top of every quarter doesn't mean you're going to stay in the top of every quarter. Every day is a new day. And, you know, we went to work, and both from our own internal capacities, and then um, we bought a company called Hedwig, a software-defined storage leader, um, just an innovative, very innovative company out in Santa, Santa Clara, and then proved to ourselves that we know how to innovate. And we've created he- uh, Metallic, a, a SaaS product, a world-class SaaS capability, with the interesting design principle that says it's all about the user experience. We know how to do backup. We know how to do that stuff well. We focused on getting our customers the single best user experience. So in a matter of 12 months, not only did we grow the core platform and continue to win awards and be recognized as an innovator, we created uh, Metallic, which is our SaaS capability, enterprise-grade SaaS capability, and we acquired Hedvig. All of this also increases our TAM. But most importantly, as our customers go down the journey of multi-cloud, the solutions that we're building will truly change our, our ability to solve hard problems for, for our customers, because it's not yesterday's band-aid you're applying to tomorrow's wound. This is a whole new new approach, bringing data management. Data protection is what we've done
0: historically with storage management to create intelligent data management. I think and that's the journey we're on. It's very interesting you talk about simplify and execution and innovation. First of all, I think one logically comes before and helps build the next. On the other. If you've not simplified, then the ability to execute and innovate actually is going to be impeded Bingo. because of your, your antiquated systems, the complexity that you need to, to grapple with, the maybe, uh, not even understanding how the different parts Investment of the fit together. You, exactly. You right. walked through a BATS organization.
1: The BATS organization was an outcome of that simplification. So business, operations, analytics, technology, simplification. And I took our chief accounting mm-hmm. officer,
0: Gary, and put them on point to do that. And what a difference a year makes. That's interesting. The journey that you were on, you and I were speaking before we went on the record about uh, the journey that so many organizations of a certain age are on, of doing just that, of simplifying, of modernizing. I, I'm curious also, to what extent is the strategy you just articulated, something that you can also counsel others to walk in your footsteps to accomplish as well? You, you've got partners across the, the landscape with uh, who's who of large who organizations. Isn't right, right? Yes, exactly. Who
1: isn't? And, you, you know, I know it's 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 cliched, but you got to disrupt yourself before you get disrupted. Just because you're the leader doesn't mean you're going to stay the leader. Just because you're an incumbent doesn't mean you're going to be the incumbent. And just because you're the upstart doesn't mean you're going to continue to be the contender. So you've got to wake up every morning questioning the basics, questioning whether, you know, you, you're right to have that position. And simplification Innovation execution, I think, are the lifeblood. It's, it doesn't you get better and better at it. You solve problems and then get and then tackle new ones. I think it's completely applicable. I I, I don't think it's uh, it's something you know the, that is that is proprietary to to, to Uh But it starts with it starts with, in my opinion, a couple of things. It starts with being self critical, saying okay, what could we do better, and having the willingness of your employees to rally around it. And, 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 you know, if you've been around 20 years,
0: saying different times call for different approaches. And uh, I was blessed to have both of those. Talk a bit about you. You were based in New Jersey. Um, and... Enjoy some advantages. It sounds like in being in an environment that's a little bit removed than fr- from perhaps some of the you know quintessential tech hubs. Uh, not that you're so distant from any of those, and certainly not to say that there aren't great uh, technology firms based here in New Jersey. But talk a bit about um, you know the space you occupy. You were New Jersey born. The firm was, uh, and now have a great deal of talent you're drawing into your Tinton Falls headquarters. Talk a bit about the, the the community here. I was I was absolutely
1: surprised and impressed at the amount of talent we can we can attract here in Tenton Falls the proximity to major major hubs like New York and Philadelphia um, university system being an innovative t- tech company, a great internship program you know um, as a hub um, and, and this is this is a portion of the overall 2400 plus employees we have worldwide we have a similar but smaller hub in in India uh reading uk and uh bolster acquisition of Hedvig in uh, in the bay area so we have you know sort of a, a growing growing presence but uh but in some ways being tucked away and having access to the best talent around here uh
0: has has been nothing but positive for us we're very happy that's great i also wanted to talk a bit about and you alluded to it actually um at the outside of our conference outside of our conversation, uh, your career journey, which has included uh, in the, I think it was roughly four and a half of your seven and a half years at EMC. You were the chief information officer of the organization. Um, you've been with a number of, of, of leaders of the tech space from uh, Microsoft to, as I say, EMC, VMware, be, before becoming the CEO of Puppet, and now, of course, the CEO of this organization. But talk a bit about, um, as somebody who's been on both sides of that table—the uh, buyer of technology, the seller of technology. Uh, talk a bit about what the stint as CIO, how that has been valuable for you and your continued rise now, ultimately to the chief executive officer role.
1: Sure, um, I was an accidental CIO. I was I was asked to be CIO by a by chairman at the time, and um, I didn't grow up in the IT track. I, I was around technology my entire career, but. but mostly providing solutions around it. And becoming the CIO taught me many things. Probably outside of this job was my my favorite job. Uh, it taught me, you know, people talk about build, deploy, run. And most people talk about build and deploy. Very few people talk about run. And I, I was one of those people that didn't really have a, a, a full appreciation but what it takes IT professionals to actually keep the lights on, to keep things running every day, the expectations people have of them, the pressure that it puts on an IT organization to deliver day in and day out, um, you know, so on. So when I became CIO, I, I, I spent a lot of time with my team in the data centers, in the workspaces, understanding what is it that the war rooms are about, how they were running things, because I had to learn some of the folks that worked for me. On my team had more in their pinkies but in IT than I would have in my lifetime. I mean, respect. Um, coming out of that, I always, I was then lucky enough, having had that ringside seat, to always use the veil that says, "Look at it as if you were the CIO, Sanjay. What would you want to deliver? You know, what would you want?" And it was learning like none other. Even today, you know, the conversations we'll have in this room with the senior team is, "Yeah, but why?" Take the engineering pain out of the customer side, make it ours. Let's integrate better at site.
0: It gives you this perspective. I think that no other job in the business does. Mm, that's great. That's really interesting. I also wanted to, to briefly mention here to, towards the close of our conversation, um you are at the centerpiece, it strikes me, uh, in this business of a variety of different trends that are coming together. Mm. And I wonder, as you look to the future, what, what are some of those trends that excite you? We talked about data. I, I can imagine the ways in which you're beginning to incorporate other trends like artificial intelligence or machine learning into all that you are doing on behalf of your customers. Um, talk a bit about uh, some of the trends no. that particularly excite you. <sighs> Again, these are for me. I, I don't I don't have the crystal ball like some
1: of the pundits have, and you know, they do all the surveys. But here's what... Here's what I see because I'm a, I'm a big believer in solving hard problems Any, anyone and many people can solve easy problems like what are the hard problems that me if I was a customer today what would I want to solve for you know the, we've, we've, talk, we've talked about data and date and and what data can do for a business today it's I think the world is, is just scratching the surface um, DevOps process. Just the ability for the business and technologists to be at the table at the same having the same conversation at the same time and building together has taken the noise that IT's had to deal with for decades off the table. Done right. DevOps is the most powerful thing. Um you know, we do stand-ups as a business. We do you know, we, we're using it as outside of technology. This is about how you how you how you run a better process. Uh automation, automation, automation. You know. It's it's come and gone over the years as 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 something that was important, but I think in the world of cloud, you don't get you don't get cloud scale without automation. Period. At least not repeatable, predictable scale without automation. You know, AI, ML. My my belief on that, and that's my personal belief, is it's something that I, as a technology provider, have to incorporate into my technology for my customers. OK, this isn't about bits and bobs I give my customers, say, you go go use AI. No, I need to just make it part of what I do so they get the benefit of it as opposed to having them to do some of the engineering around it. OK, and something that I think um, more providers need to do because I it used to hurt me as a CIO when, when this, this didn't happen. And it's, it's not so much a trend as it is a need is choice. You know, it's one thing to have the best technology. It's the other thing to be able to empower me to use it the way I need to use it because no two no two companies are the same no two IT shops are the same no two footprints of infrastructure are the same so if I need this DR capability give me the capability in the way that fits my organization give me an API give me a CLI give me a uh, in, incorporate into my CICD tool chain give me the best GUI in the, on the planet because I'm a windows shop whatever it doesn't matter. I want to be able to incorporate into my environment and, and get the productivity that, I, that I'm that i paying for right away. Don't force me to adapt to your technology. And that's something I think the industry
0: could do better. Uh, and we put it front and center in how we build technology here at Commvault. That's wonderful. So, well, Sanjay Merjandani, thank you so much for taking a bit of time and talking a bit about your, your current role, the pathway forward for Commvault, a bit about your career path as well. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for the time. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Thursday for a special bonus episode featuring Charlie Myers, the Chief Executive Officer of Equinix.